Welcome back to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Pete, guess what number episode this is? I'm going to go, ain't 2021, is it? No, 21. <laughs> so we've actually done, this is our 34th episode. Fucking hell. That's pretty good, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been consistent. When, do, when was this? When do we start? Early last year? Oh, that is a good question. It looks like here... That I'm sure we was first, getting everything ready over winter, but the the first one that managed to upload, we, I didn't manage to do upload the first one properly for some reason. So the round two was uploaded on the 27th of February, 2020. So yeah, just coming on a year now. Four. Could have been better, what date, but I think what we've done date? Well. What date? What 27th date? of Feb. Twenty six. Ah, so that was was that McGregor? Or uh, no, it was January, wasn't it? No, he was January Cowboy, I think. Let's have a look. That was like UFC 248, uh, Kevin Lee, uh, UFC London. Do you remember when we were going to get together for UFC London? <laughs> fucking, fucking shit, hell. wasn't it? I know. Probably fucking rained on uproads. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, so round 34 today. What I wanted to do, Pete, is uh, just quickly start with, uh, with last night's card. Uh, and then just to finish off talking about the Holloway card. And then we'll mm-hmm. come on to talk a little bit. Uh, we did last episode anyway, but we could talk a little bit about um, about Connor's card. Um, Connor's card. Look, he's the main oh. It is Connor's card. What can I say? <laughs> um, so yesterday, Pete, did you... I. On my recording, I missed a couple fights. So um, I yeah. missed the Victoria Leonardo fight and the uh, Namagamedo fight. Yeah, it was two. I, I saw. I saw the highlights. Well, no, I saw basically the. Was it two finishes? Yes, two submissions, right? Yeah, Victoria. Well, well Victoria won by uh, TKO and uh, oh. N- uh, Namagamedo. So is that Khabib's actual brother then, cousin? I think that's his. That's his brother. Yeah, I think the cousin was the one that lost last year. Okay. Um, so that I think that he's actually his brother, yeah. And he submitted him. How do you know? Looked like I can't. Remember. It might have been a really naked choke. I can't even remember. <laughs> it was just a quick clip on Instagram. I don't know why my recordings fucking do that. It's so annoying. But uh, it did catch the literally it caught round three of the Mike Davis versus Mason Jones fight. Um, yeah, yeah. Mason Jones from the Valleys in Wales. Um, it was a great end to the fight, and Davis got the win. Did you catch the end of this one? Yeah, that's where mine started as well. So yeah, that's where I sort of started from. So that was good. Uh, it's a shame for, for Mason. Obviously, we'd like to see the British fighters doing well, but they were talking about how gritty and how tough he looks. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so, yeah, the mm. first full fight that I got to kind of get into was uh, Francisco Figueredo against Jerome Rivera. Um, mad that he's obviously Davison's little brother and oh. like weight, Pete. Yeah, looks ex- like, well, not exactly like him, but like he looks a bit lankier and stuff. But yeah, just the, I think they even picked up on it, just the way he moves and that. Like, it's, Obviously, he's got a long way to go, but it's like, yeah, he definitely seems like he's got something about him. Definitely. The hammer fist he was throwing and the power that he was throwing. Like, Rivera's so mm. good off his back, it was making it difficult for him. But, mate, mm. Francisco was throwing some fucking bombs, man. Imagine they might, you never know. Like, if he's still on top, they could fight each other one day. There might be some brothers oh, like the Klitschko's that said they don't want to fight. But <laughs> these two are in the same weight class, bruv. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, either that or someone's got to move up or down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. But no, he looked really, really good. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. And it was good to see him. That's the first time I've seen him. Have you seen him before? I think that was his debut, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, what a debut and uh, what a way mm. to pick it up. Pete, then we had uh, Lugi Mbula against Marcus Perez. Um, 
All I know Marcus Perez for is every time I see him, I always think the same thing. T- cut your hair or tie it up better. Like, every fight, his hair's all over the fucking place. I know. I can always think of it because he, he used to come in as, like, all dressed up, when not he? Like, he turned up as a joker, joker. once, when not it, at the, the weigh-ins. It's just a bit like... But he said, like, he's pretty uh, fucking tough geezer to, like... That other guy, when it when when the other guy started swinging at the beginning, I was like, holy shit, like, this is going to end quickly, but... No, it was pretty good. He like, sort of toughed it out, but um, the other guy, like, he was all right. I thought he was going to fade a lot more than what he did. He was they were saying, in between rounds, bro. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't even listening. They were like, he listened to me, like, yeah, sit up straight and uh, sort your posture out. And he's just like, <gasps> and then he gets back out there and he's sort of, he seems all right, but mad. I don't know. His arms, bro. I was watching him and I was oh. just like, you look, like, how are you not on steroids? How are you natural? I oh, know. It's like his legs as well. I don't know whether that's, that was a scar on his left leg, like where his, where his um, like quads were, but like whether that's just how defined his leg was, but he looked fucking weird. It's just absolute. fucking muscles on muscles. Yeah, absolute, absolute unit. Showing his power. He's very tied in between rounds, as you said, but definitely the more dominant fighter and he got the win by unanimous decision. Perez is still there in and about, but he looks like a really, really powerful middleweight. The way that he was throwing, though, Lungimbula, if he's doing that against a fucking crisp striker like a, a Gastelum mm. or even like someone like Izzy, he would just get picked apart, bruv. Yeah, yeah. Even, well, he could have one of them. Like, he could knock people out as well, but it's just, yeah, once he comes up against the elite, like, it's... Yeah, it's going to be fucking tough. What it was? That's middleweight, right? That's middleweight. Yeah, that's what I mean. You do that against someone like Kevin Holland at the moment, and it's like it's not going to work. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, you just get picked apart. But he's got obviously maybe working his cardio a little bit. But like I say, between rounds he was huffing and puffing. But when he got back out there, he, he looked fine. So mad, mm. mad. Pete, your boy. Suma Deji against Zaruk Adeshev. This was a fucking fun fight, bro. What did you think of this? Yeah, one? it was. I'm sort of glad that he was in there with someone that. Because I think they said the other... I couldn't hear who they were talking about at first. I was sort of in and out. Like I was fucking tired. And I was just like, wait, who are they saying has got all the kickboxing fights? And it was actually the other guy. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Adashev. Adashev, yeah. Adashev, yeah. They was, it was him they were talking about. I thought they were talking about Suma Durchi, And then they were like, nah, so this guy knows what he's doing. He can tell like he's going to try and set stuff up. And even though he's like the smaller fighter. And then he did start seeing like he started landing some like like quite powerful shots. But it was it was it was even it was just interesting. Even Cormier talking about Sumadurchi throwing the jab, and then as the other guy come in, he'd lean back and throw the right hook, which Counter, is what yeah. he dropped. He dropped him within the third, I think. Like, yeah. but he seems tough as well. That's like we've I've seen him now to take shots and sort of come back smiling. He seems like he's always he's game for a fight. He's not just like a technical striker that's going to run away. Like, no, no, definitely. He's got a good chin on him as well because um, it was a second round, I believe, where like Adashev had him like landed a big shot. He, yeah. And then... He nearly and, went down, didn't he? He yeah, sort of dropped his Spadegi knees. Yeah, dropped him yeah. as well with that right hook that we were talking about. It was, it was great. Um, end of round three, the fight finished. Adashev knew that, you know, he needed to get a win, so started getting a bit crazy and throwing some haymakers, but he looks like mm. a really promising fighter. I believe that was his USC debut. Um, he kind of knew, and I, it was kind of good to see it in a way because the bell went and like we spoke before about how annoying it, annoying it is when like a fighter has just been beaten up, like holds their hands up and he just yeah, was, yeah. He was like, fuck, like he kind of yeah, knew, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was kind of quite refreshing to be like. Yeah, you know, I think he's, yeah. I, I think his corner told him, didn't they? Like a couple of times on last night's card, like the corner was like, look, you're down two. You need to go for it. Like not fucking talking shit. It's just, you need to go out and get the win. 
you need to hear some facts in the corner. You really, really need to hear some facts. Um, and then, Pete, the main prelim, which, again, was such an such a impressive performance. Ricky Simone um, against Gaetano Perillo. Uh, Gaetano on his UFC debut, uh, Belgian. What a guy to put him in against. Bruv, Ricky was just on, on him. So dominant. Level changes. Uh, took him down into full mount and then uh, gets a head and arm triangle. It was so impressive, bruv. Like, the way he kept changing yeah. levels, take going to his legs. Just pressure, pressure, pressure. So impressive. Yeah, it's just relentless. And then and then they said, I'm pretty sure they said that he beat that Divishvili. Did he they mm. say beat him as well? Like they, they say choked him out or something. Yeah. Like yeah, he was like he went out cold, like and which I thought I, I, I must have watched that fight. I must have remembered it because they must have just been two guys just trying to take each other down like non stop. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, he's fucking right in there, I think. Like after that performance, especially with like because of that's like bantamweight, yeah. So that's bantamweight, yeah. And there's so many strikers, so it's like they're gonna have to keep a lookout, I think, for obviously him and that divisionally. Like they could just go in there and just take people down at will if they want. Yeah, absolutely. But but even his striking was good, bruv. He looked really, really mm. good in his striking as well. Um, yeah. He wins the fight. Did you hear? He called out Brian Boom Kelleher. That is a fight that I would love to it? see. Yeah, that'd be sick. Called out Brian Kelleher as well, who's a fighter that we've seen during the, the the last year really, really come to fruition. But yeah, no, it was a really, really fun, uh, really fun prelims. Just moving on to the main card. I was really excited to see Tom Breeze, obviously a British fighter. And then I saw he was <laughs> against. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't know if this is going to go well. Akhmedov was setting the absolute pace, landing big King Kong ham fists. Um, but Breeze actually finished the, the first round on his back. So was looking promising. Mm. Uh, but then Akhmedov gets him down in the full mount. What did you think about this one? And what did you think to the end of the fight? as well Pete when he everyone thought he was out yeah because I saw the I just, like the ref sort of grabbed his arm and it did look limp and I thought he was going to stop here and, but he must have been talking to him he put his thumb up and I, yeah I saw I, I don't yeah, know I saw, why the commentary didn't see it he was he put I saw, his, yeah so Breeze put his thumb up and then obviously the tap it was a bit of a he sort of it's almost like he gave up that position though wasn't it up against the cage and it just sort of the other guy just fell on top and it's just like oh, fuck but um, yeah that guy's just got like his grappling is just next level. Even though he looked comfortable, I think, Breeze in the first round. Like, he sort of fended off some submissions and then obviously took his back. But, yeah, I was a bit hopeful as well going into round two. But, yeah, the other guy's fucking happen. relentless. Yeah, yeah. It just the, the way he was raining down hammer, uh, hammer fist. That's middleweight as well. So, that's really, really exciting uh, to see what <laughs> happens with Amari next. We had a featherweight fight in the stacked uh, featherweight division. We had uh, Douglas Silva Andrade against British Leroy Murphy, and I was desperate for a British win. And uh, Jesus Christ, did he uh, provide it? Second round was full of action, really good scrambles. The transitions in this fight were really, really fun to watch as well. Murphy doing some real damage, uh, but Douglas landed really heavy too. Lerone um, was digging in those leg kicks, man. Fucking horrible leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, had him buckled a couple of times. Um, yeah, I thought he looked really good, Lerone. Yeah, especially because they, uh, they said that uh, Andrade's like, team was pissed off all week because they made Lerone such a high like favourite. And um, But then it's, it's, like, it's weird, these bookmakers, they know what they're doing. They must see shit and it's like, yeah, this this guy's like next level. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, his striking looked good. He said he weren't happy with his performance. He did sort of, it's almost like he was gassing a little bit at the end, like... But um, yeah, just his striking looks fucking wicked. Reminds me a bit like Leon Edwards, but um, yeah, fuck that. Like the other, <laughs> the other guy's body. I swear to God, like I thought, I thought uh, Figueredo was probably the most ripped person in oh, bro, UFC. 
this guy was just like the muscles in his back and his fucking six pack and that. I was like, Jesus Christ, like how do how do these guys get themselves in that condition with no steroids? It's yeah, like no <laughs> HGH, no testosterone, just no. shredded athletes. Um, and he had a mullet, which was you know, yeah, the battle, the battle was fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was a, a win for for Lee Rohn there um, from Manchester, and in the end, he was just saying how um, he wasn't too impressed with his performance. He wanted to do a lot better, but Douglas did not make it easy for him. So fair enough there. The next fight was one of my performances of the night: Matt Schnell against Tyson Nam in a flyweight division. Bruv, Matt Schnell's hands like unbelievable combinations, the pace and the output. So impressive. And obviously Tyson Nam's no slouch. He's throwing some good right, right hands. But, bruv, this Schnell guy, mad. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've... Well, I can't remember seeing him before. Neither. Um, Me neither. But, like, yeah, he just had that weird... Even from, like, round one, he had that weird focus. Like, his eyes and that. He was just fucking zoned. I think he just zoned in. I don't think Nam was expecting him to even be like that. He was just... He seemed a bit shocked. Like he was sort of trying to smile it, smile it off at first, just sort of like, oh yeah, you caught me there, you caught me there. Yeah, but then yeah, it kept happening. And he just didn't slow down. Um, but yeah, there's some fucking exciting fights in that division now as well. It's just, it's mad to think it, they were going to get rid of it, bruv. Yeah, yeah. But imagine him against Sumadurchi. That'd be a fucking sick fight. Like just mad. the striking. Um, then obviously you got fig- the two Figueredos now. Fucking sick. Henry, so who needs to come back? It'd be yeah, so fun. It. <laughs> the way Schnell was moving, though, bruv, like normally, like fighters can be quite fluid and that kind of stuff, but he was like really jolting and moving around like that, fainting all the time. Yeah, it was yeah. just mad to see the combinations and like he was throwing like three and fours and fives. Tyson Nam was mm. throwing kind of one twos, but yeah, bruv, he was just so quick, so impressive. I'm really um, keen to keep an eye on him because I was so impressed with him. I love his fighting style. Yes. Um, Moxan Modeferi, bless her, um, against Viviana Rajo. This was a really, really, again, a dominant fight. The difference in levels was really, really clear. Vivian was just looking so sharp. Um, and even on the floor, she was looking sharp, where Roxanne should have had um, uh, a bit of an advantage. Um, she was impressive, yeah. bruv, wasn't she? Yeah, definitely. Like, after like, fair play to, at first, I was like, oh man, this is this is bad. This is just they should not stop it, but this is going to get to the point where she's getting just going to get busted up. And then she started coming back towards the end. Like, she landed a few shots of her own. And I was like, yeah, fucking... And then I think DC said she's one of, like, the toughest people, like, in the UFC. I was like, you can see it, but... You can see it. Yeah, it's just the level of just... Like, what the fuck with them? Like, even, like, I felt... it was. I was almost, like, cringing, like, waiting for something to happen when she kept leaning, reaching down for her knee pads. Oh, bro. And I was, like, yeah. and I was like... Someone was like, don't... I think it was Felder, maybe. He was like, don't do that. Don't like, do you've got that. to stop... Re- I was like, oh, God. Like, she's going to get caught with something, but... That was that was good. And Maybe it's sportsmanship, because I know how quick these fighters are, but she was down there for a while. And another kind of yeah, fighter, yeah. Bruv, you're getting kicked in the fucking face if you do that. Yeah, Vivian definitely. seemed to back off. No, you're right. You're right. That was just <laughs> crazy. Crazy decisions. Um, but, what are the rules with the knee pads? I don't really get it. Like, you can wear... So you can wear knee pads. You, some people have ankle supports as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get what... It's weird, isn't it? Like, I don't. I think. I think some of the foot stuff is like banned. So there's a certain thing you can wear on your feet, and then there's some things that you can't. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure with like fucking knee pads and stuff. Didn't who else? Did Kevin Holland wear them once, like last year? Do you remember? Did he have knee pads on? That might ring a bell. Like just in one of his fights, I think I remember him sort of reaching down and 
someone mentioned it like why has he got knee pads on maybe he's got an in or maybe he had one knee pad on maybe it was for an injury but mm. just just to hold everything together but uh, yeah i'm not sure fucking but that was that would just fucking put me off yeah pad sliding down your legs like 100% is scary. It was scary when she kept putting them up. But she, um, the comment, the commentator said something quite interesting about it where they sort of said, Look, she she has a really great performance and then she'll have a setback. She has a really great mm. performance and she has another setback. And they were like, You know, she's coming off a couple okay performances. Maybe she can start building on this now. And then she loses again to someone like Vivian, who was ranked, I think she believes she was ranked below. Like, it's yeah. just a shame. But when, you, when you've got a fighter like that in front of you who's at that level, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. The next one, and Pete, do you know what? I actually typed here, and this is so funny because I was watching the card, and it was a great card, but because the Holloway card set such a precedent, I literally wrote here, I am desperate for a knockout. <laughs> and fucking God. hell, mate. Villanueva dis- delivered in the most outstanding oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Absolute huge right hand, switches off his lights. Um, Vinicius uh, Moreira, he tried to throw DC was you don't throw a kick punch at the same no, time. Yeah, no, they were fucking slating him so bad, weren't they? They're like, come on, man, like everyone and everyone knows that in the sport. You don't throw a punch and a kick at the same time. Poor guy. <laughs> bless him, bless him. That but, was um, Ike's first win in the in the UFC. Um his last fight got stopped um due to him having a cut, I believe. Um so he was. I remember him being really, really disappointed by that because his cut was just above his eye. Um, but mm. yeah, pro- to look at him and the way he talks, proper Texan. Oh you man, not... yeah, so funny! Like it's... blue collar Mexican man, blue collar Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, obviously, switched him off. It was a good stoppage from your boy Jason Herzog. Um, you know when the fight is fucked because one, they they can't stand up, but then two, mm. when he was on the floor, you, when they tried to grab the ref, that's when you know, like oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was like folded up, wasn't it? Like it was weird. It was Crumpled. a weird shock because he, he was spinning like in a weird motion. So it's, yeah, it's almost like as he connected, his whole body kept spinning. And he ended up like cross-legged on the floor, bent backwards. I was like, oh, fucking hell, like horrible. Good, great, great result for him. Yeah, no, really, really good for him. I'm really excited to see what you can do in that division as well. And then KOs are a bit like buses. You wait all night for one and two get <laughs> delivered in very, very quick succession. This, uh, this is what I thought you were talking about. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So this was Munir Laziz, uh, Turkish fighter against Wally Alves, welterweight. And uh, first round, uh, about two minutes, yeah, two and a half minutes in, they're in the clinch, they separate, and Alves just throws three... Mate, yeah, fuck... <sighs> Horrible body kicks, Pete. What did you think about this? Even even before that, didn't waste no time. Just come out swinging. It's like sometimes I think to myself, like, why not? Like, you've yeah. if he's that powerful, and he's probably obviously he's technical as well, skillful. Maybe he's got wicked cardio. Probably good on the ground, but it's just like you get these fights where people come out and they start throwing feints and the stuff, and like, oh, let's just feel him out for the first round. It's like. Sometimes it's worth maybe it's just worth just going out there and just fucking going for it. Throwing some bats, yeah. And just yeah, Jesus. I don't the other guy looked like he didn't know what was fucking going on. And he was he was wicked in his first fight as well, I remember from last year. Mm. Um and just that's what I mean. You got one guy probably coming out looking for like a technical fucking striking match, and then you got Warley Alves, just like, nah, just like let's just fucking get this done quick. Let's get this over with. Free kicks. <laughs> it was difficult to see which one stopped him really like he threw one hit him right in the ribs he threw another one looked like he caught the bottom of his arm 
Mm. And he threw another one, which kind of definitely caught his arm. And Munir just, again, crumpled. Yeah, he just literally went down and Alves got on there for the finish. So that was really, really exciting to see. Uh, and then uh, he called out Nate Diaz at the end, Pete. What do you think about that? Mm. It was a weird one. <laughs> just like, where's that, where's that come from? <laughs> Nate's, from, Nate's probably like, what the fuck is if I'm fighting? <laughs> yeah, who are you, bruv? Yeah, mm. no, but uh, again, it'd be a great fight. They, they are trying different, to work Different weight Nate. divisions as well. Yeah, I think, I think they, Nate's they, gone down they, they said, um, Yeah, lightweight for Nate, but yeah, he's, he's mm. well So yeah, a bit, bit of a weird one, but fair play, Alves. Aim high, I do like it. You've got to rate it. <laughs> and then um, we won't stay, spend it all night talking about it, but the fight between Michael Chiesa and Neil Magny, what a, um, an, a performance from Chiesa, uh, Pete. Give me your thoughts on this fight. Yeah, it was wicked, just grind. I sort of had a feeling it was... Even though they're both like, I think obviously Magni's a better striker, but Case is like getting there with his striking. But mm. I thought to myself, if this is this going to turn into like just two blokes butting heads, grappling, like even though like Magni's look good against people, it's like I think Case is just obviously that I, I thought he was just that level of like what he did to Dos Anjos, like just controlled him and started like, and obviously Magni's was I think Magni's last fight was Lawler. Mm-hmm. maybe and it was a to me that's a different sort of like like Lawler didn't look himself he didn't look like he knew what to do whereas Dos Anjos is like known for his grappling and stuff and his scrappiness and like Chiesa just dominated him so I thought to myself like and everyone just keeps saying he's found his weight now like and it's I think it's showing and the way that the way, the way that it just sort of he was getting the better of like almost every scramble and I'm thinking to myself now, like, well, they they said at the end, like, who's going to be able to like match him for that sort of grappling? And I'm thinking, you've got fucking Usman and Gilbert Burns coming up. Yeah, so so like, yeah, they'll yeah they'll. I'm, I'm just excited. I'm more excited now. When you've got a grappler coming through like that, it's going to be like, oh, actually, can that grappler beat that grappler? It's like, I'll get excited now for these grappling matches. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 100%. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. He's definitely like he just looks good at that weight as well, Kiesa. Like it's a bit of a shame for Magni because I like watching him. He's always like his cardio and stuff. He's never like he's never out of it. But yeah, I wanted to just come on to Magni because it was such a good performance from Kiesa, and we know that you know he's he's obviously going to start moving up. But for Magni, he was looked like he was going on a bit of a good run. Looked so impressive. One thing about Magni that you can't sleep on, and no one can say that that he hasn't got is his ridiculous cardio. Um, but again, he always feels like he's right on the cusp of something of, of going up there and he gets another setback. I mean, obviously we, we're always, me and you as, as fans are always going to want to watch a Neil Magny fight, but a bit of a, bit of a big setback for him, eh? Yeah. It's just a bit like Chase has took all the limelight now and it's, especially when you've got like other welterweights on the card, like the fight literally just before and you've got Alves doing something like that. And then you've got like Magni just getting dominated for five rounds. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Yes. There were some really fun scrambles like and transitions though. It was a competitive fight. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it just didn't have that killer instinct. Mm. Whereas I think Keita was looking to like try and finish if he could, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a tough one really, especially in that, I don't know. Yeah, that division ain't 
the most popping at the moment, is it? <laughs> it's just like maybe because yeah, because I know I know, but he did fucking he called out Covington, so that was a fight I'd love to see. Like he mm. he, he he said you know Covington, I'm whatever he said, I'm sick of you or whatever. Um, so that would be a good fight. So hopefully they can set that up, and he that's a that's a a clever call out from him because he knows where he is in the division, um, and yeah. his kind of road to the title looks through that. But no, it's um not as exciting as other divisions, but it's definitely um still competitive. Pete, let's just come on to the Holloway fight because this one's probably going to be uh, a bit quicker to go through um obviously we get it on bt sport over here but this was a big deal in america because ufc was on cable television for the first time it was actually on abc which is one of the oldest biggest networks in america there are a lot of eyes on this one and fucking shit me did they deliver what a fucking card the first <sighs> fight um i actually missed jacob kilburn against austin lingo austin lingo got the win there um and then um it started off with vanessa mello against sarah Mor- morass and um one question for you pete did you mute it Oh, was this that one? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I did. I just grinded it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, dug, I dug deep. <laughs> um, I was I was talking to um, Phil P. Shout out two seven, uh, and he was like, "Right, he's getting sick of football." And he was like, "Right, I'm getting back into UFC." Um, and I was like, "All right, bro, I've watched this card." And uh, he was kind of texting me about it, and he was like. I don't know if I can watch anymore. And he's like, this, 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 this is fucking me off. This noise is everyone going to do this? Is this new? And I was like, no, don't worry. That doesn't happen all the time. It's just that she, uh, she really likes to belt out a kia when she's, um, when she's fighting. Um, it didn't quite work for her though. Cause Vanessa just kind of dominated her. Um, and, uh, just looked the more, the more, uh, snappier fighter. Morass kept circling around to, to Mello's left and she was throwing a big left hand. It was just a bit, um, a bit frustrating to watch at some points, but a really, really impressive uh, performance from Vanessa Mello. Um, then we had David Zawada against Ramazan Imev. This was well await. Imev's obviously the better grappler, um, but he was even landing the bigger shots as well. Uh, real back and forth, a very close fight, but um, Imev did well here, Pete. You, um, it was a fun fight, but yeah, Imev looked good on this one. happened there <laughs> what happened I don't know you like your fa- no your face your like your f- face froze in a position I was like is he frozen but I could hear still hear you talking I was still talking back and then the whole thing just went cut off you completely disappeared off my screen I don't know what the fuck happened there oh fuck alright that'd be good for the listeners a little bit of silence um <laughs> um, we, we were talking about Zawada and Emev Pete Oh, was we? I was. I didn't hear that bit. All right, don't worry. <laughs> I was still on uh, the old Kiaz from the fight before. <laughs> go on, don't go worry. on. Don't mind. I want to hear it. Time, time doesn't exist. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, never mind. So yeah, Sarah Morass. Um, she, yeah, she just basically got dominated there. Um, so I don't really know if if anyone's listening as well if they're going to be hearing me or you there. So that'd be fun. I'll have to listen back to that to find out what the fuck actually happened there. <laughs> Um, David Zawada, Pete. It was a welterweight fight, and Amiv just kind of dominated. What did you think? What did you think of this one? Oh, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. Um, yeah, I've so so it, many. It, do you know what? There was a lot of it, it was a lot of fights to be fair, but um, mm. this was Ramzan Amiv welterweight division, um, and yeah, he just it just kind of dominated, um, eating up 
Uh, Zawada was eating up Amiv's leg, but Amiv just had a bit too much for him and in the end gets the decision by a win. Uh, we also had Carlos Felipe against Justin Taffer. The big boys were really slugging yeah. it out at the end of yeah. this one, Pete. Do you remember yeah, this, this one? This was fun, yeah. Head to head, wasn't it? Just yeah. like four heads on foot. Like you see that in old like old heavyweight boxing when they're tired. It's just right, let's just stand here, keep our guards up and then fucking doing it in MMA. It's just like what the fuck are they doing? Absolutely mental. He cracks really me up fun. as well, that fully. He, 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 he seems like he don't get tired either. It's like, yeah, come on, man, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's so like they were just both so big, but both so so game. It was really really fun mm. to see. But um, I think Carlos Felipe did enough there. I was quite. Um, yeah. But yeah, round two saw tougher hurt, but Philip was striking really well and just an amazing um, end to the fight. The commentators were going mad. DC was like, "Go on, big boys, show them how it's done, big boys." Was this? Oh, I don't know whether it was that fight or not. I can't even remember what card it was, but it was a heavyweight fight. And someone got dumped or someone got smashed into the cage. And he was like, oh, my God, you can feel the cage shake. <laughs> I think that was this one. Yeah, I think they just, someone ran someone into the other side of the cage. And he was just, oh, my God, the big boys, the cage just shook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love DC. DC and Felder, DC and Rogan, like such a good combination. Oh, it's so good. Great as well. It's so, so good. So, so fun. Um Pete, do you know what? The main prelim um, on this card was Jocelyn Edwards, the first um, uh, Panamanian fighter in the UFC against Wu Yunnan. And Jocelyn, she took this fight on short notice, but fuck me, you couldn't tell. Remember this one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So impressive. (laughs) Um, What happened? So it was just, yeah, so it was just essentially Edwards was just so dominant. Um, just the striking was so much better as well. And even when it yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Just just like, just kept to it range, really, picking her apart. Yeah, really rangy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, um, really, really impressive fight there. Just moving on to the main card then, because there were some absolutely great KOs. And the main card went like this. KO, 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 decision, decision. And the decisions um, in both the main fights were just, ah, oh, what fights they were. We first had Soriano against Disco Todorovic. What a performance from Soriano. Had him hurt with a big straight left. Todorovic, so tough. Great head movement, but not good enough. Um, Soriano gets the TKO in this one, Pete. Um, yeah, but as soon, yeah. As, he, as, soon as, he, as soon as he'd done that first lane back, I was like, yeah, you can't just do that with your hands down. Like, even like... I know some people can do it, but they at least move at an angle or they move off to the side. He was literally just straight back, chin up in the air. I was like, fucking hell, if he keeps doing it. And then obviously he got caught with that one, didn't learn, still doing it. And just, yeah, So I think they said as soon as the other guy started straightening up his punches, yeah, they were just clip, clipping his chin every time. Throwing some mad shots and they were definitely getting through. Um, after the Soriano against Todorovic fight, Pete, there was an announcement from Dana White regarding the future of Khabib. Um, and basically the big announcement that everyone had been jizzing about all week was that Khabib no. is going to watch what happens. What a fucking come on. That's like I don't know, I don't know. I don't know who he thinks he is. <laughs> I'm joking. But come on, that's like that's such a like sitting on the fence, like, oh. I don't know. It seems a bit. I know he's a, maybe they're just doing it for like publicity and stuff, but he just comes across a bit snobby. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you don't perform how I want you to perform, then I'm just going to stay retired. No, so, I think it's more like get, make it worth my while. Like, show, like, show. But the thing is, I think he just basically said to Dana White, 
yeah, I'm not really that interested. Dana White's been fucking amping it up and hyping it up all week. So Dana's just come out and gone, yeah, he's going to see what happens. He's going to see what happens. It's just something that Dana can... I don't think Khabib is going to fight again, personally. I just don't think he will. I've, I've got, I don't know. I've got a feeling if something happens Saturday. What, though? When you put everything together, though, like, we'll say, say, like, Connor does have a, like, a really good performance. And because Khabib's there, like, do you know what I mean? I don't know whether he's going to be ringside or not. Maybe he will. He's there. If, to be honest, if, he, if he's saying, make me excited or give me something to come out of retirement for, the the main one of the main I know he's I know he's not all about money and stuff but the big fight is the McGregor fight they could well, if they'd done that rematch if Connor smashes Poirier and says like oh blah 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 Khabib I know you're in the crowd everyone's going to get hyped about it again and it will be the big money fight so it's like I don't I don't know but then but then again something might happen in, I don't know why you mentioned the co-main as well like you ain't gonna I don't see Khabib fighting Chandler or fucking Hooker next. No, <laughs> me neither. Like, yeah, no, me neither. Even though Chandler's fucking gagging for that fight. Like, he's, he's already, he keeps saying he's the one who's got the wrestling to fucking beat him and stuff. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just interested to see the, just to see what happens. Cause it's going to be them, them two last fights are going to be so interesting. Cause I think yeah. they're going to mean quite a lot as well. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it wasn't much of a fucking uh, announcement anyway. I knew it was just overhyped up bullshit. That's why I just stick to watching the fights. Um, Pete, oh, your Queen Buckley against Alessio De Chirico, Italian fighter. All the hype was on Buckley because of his spinning kick. Um, and what a fucking head kick this was from De Chirico. Knockout, um, shin to skull. Buckley was literally had his lights switched off in this one, Pete. Did you, did, did you like, well, this one was exciting. This one got me out of my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially like, just the way that Buckley was going forward. I know he'd done it in his last fight and it worked for him, but that's not going to, I know he was just talking about Warley Alves, but like, that's not going to work every time. And he didn't look like he was really getting that close either with his strike and he was just hunting him down swinging from like wild distances and yeah the Kirigo saw an opening and just fucking I was I was sort of like missed it. I think I was what I swear I was watching the telly but I missed it. I was like <laughs> what, what the f-? I was like what the fuck? So quick Wait, waiting for something to happen then he was just folded up just it might reminded me a bit of the um Gonzaga head kick with Mirko Krokop. Okay yeah where it just come out of nowhere and you just all of a sudden crow cops down you're like oh fuck like, yeah 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 he just he just head kicked him but yeah no it was fair play to him and now he's just no, taking really all that impressive. hype yeah he got a performance of the night for that um uh, amazing head kick there he said something really interesting after the fight he just said um you know uh, dc has a good question when he's calling people out he didn't get a chance to ask that all dekirico said was um you've got two fighters in this cage. It takes two people to make the fight. So when um, you lose, you should interview the, the losing fighter as well, which yeah. he, they actually did. They went over to Calvin Cato at the end of the fight. So maybe, you know, they listened to it, but at the same time, when someone's just been fucking knocked out, it might not be the best mm. time to to speak to them. I suppose it depends yeah. on the knockout and how cognizant I think, they are. I think they, I think they usually, usually do in the main event, if they're all right. I think if it's the main, they usually do talk to both. But I don't know whether he meet that other guy means from the prelims up. You should talk mm. to both people. But 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't fucking interview someone straight after they've just been knocked out. Like, no, they'd be all over the place. Ridiculous. They'd be all over the place. Mm. Probably chatting loads of shit. But listen, a really, really, um, really quick KO there. That was two minutes 13 into the first round. And then the next fight, four minutes into the first round, the Leech, uh, Leeching Liang against Santa, uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. The Leech with an unreal left hook switches off his lights. What a punch, Pete. Yeah, it's that picture perfect, isn't it? Mm. Like straight on the point of the chin. He looks good as well. Yeah, he looked um, he looked really good. I know the uh, is it Pontier Pontanibo's had like quite a lot of time off, but he, he looked fucking devastated, didn't he? Just bless him. But um, yeah, didn't who did he lose to last? Was it Magni? Wasn't it? I, I remember seeing in the highlights. Who's that? Is it Ling? Did he? Did, I'm sure that in the highlights when they were showing the Magni highlights yesterday before the before the fight, I think they. Had, I'm sure he was beating him. So I remember seeing him before, and I know he's got knockout power, but like, let's have a look. Yeah, Li Jing Liang. Um, Porco was only born in nineteen eighty eight. That's mad. Uh, but yeah, he did lose to um, to Neil Magny. Yeah, mm, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I've seen him before, but just maybe maybe that's the fight I saw him in. It just wasn't that impressive. But mm. I always I knew he had like knockout power, but fucking hell, it's just he just looks so comfortable as well snappy yeah looked in great shape um so really really impressive from him and i'm really looking forward to seeing him again and then last peter the last two fights two of my favorite fights i've seen for a really long time uh we had carlos condit against matt brown really good first round for matt brown uh but the second round was great for condit it was really back and forth um uh, there was a mad inside trip move which was just amazing from condit the way he took him down there with uh, mm. an outside trip was just so good um what a fight and it was just like um it was just watching it. It was just like an, it felt like a real honor just watching two of the yeah. legends of the sport go at it. Um, and uh, Condit got the win by unanimous decision, but uh, Matt Brown had nothing to be ashamed of, bruv. It was just great. Yeah, like, like good seeing them, two people like legends of the sport, but still like at a good competing level. Do you know what I mean? They're not, it's not like they're both fucking over the hill. Like they both give it, like Matt Brown was puffing a bit. I've, I don't really see him. He's usually got wicked cardio, but proper breathing through his mouth just like like blowing every like even from the first round but yeah I thought I thought he won the first round to be honest with his grappling I agree but um he, yeah he was pissed off with that he was like what the fuck you give it every round <laughs> yeah. like, I couldn't, couldn't believe it but yeah Condit looks good um hopefully they give him give him a good fight and we don't see him do a fucking Pettis. yeah yeah, hopefully he stays there. But we'll see what happens, man. That's just really, really exciting to see. It's good to see that Matt Brown's still at a certain level. And then it's good to see that Condit's just at that looks maybe slightly level above. So, yeah, it was really yeah. an honour to see two veterans and not like sad to see two people still trying to trying to do it. Um, yeah. And then, Pete, just to finish off, I feel like we, we can just, we can quickly talk about some of the fights on, 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 uh, on, the, on the card on Saturday. But I said before this fight that Holloway is in my opinion, the greatest featherweight of all time. I thought that he was going to, I thought he'd win because I called it the Holloway card and you were like, Oh, it's the Holloway card. Is it? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and bruv, just what a fucking performance, man. Like mm. nasty elbows, busting him up. We are just, we were watching uh, a, a great, um, uh, Colin Cater, um, Kevin Cater was really, really tough. Uh, R- Rogan called him one of the toughest guys of all time to take that beat in. But Holloway threw nearly 700 strikes 
and he broke his own record for the amount of strikes uh, that were thrown in a fight, the amount of significant strikes. I believe he has the top three um, in regards to fights with the most amount of strikes thrown. Um, give me your thoughts on Holloway in general, Pete, especially after this fight. Yeah, I wasn't expecting... When I was talking to people, like even talking to people at work about it during the week, I said the same thing. I don't know who, who he was directing his anger to i know he was sort of saying it to like dc and the bench or the bench the fucking commentators and stuff saying like i'm the best boxer in the ufc and all this but even i was saying to people i thought calvin cater was one of the best boxers in the ufc just from what i've seen so far but it was it was just like the output of holloway i don't think cater was ready for that he was ready to like fight his way but then he never got set like to throw his punches, it was always he'd get ready and then Holloway would pump off a fucking three or four punch combo, kick, elbows. He was mixing it all up and just like he'd done well to like stay in there. But I thought he was going to get stopped in the fourth. I thought Dana White said at one point he was like, fucking hell, this is getting a bit bad. Like they should step in. And then out of nowhere, he threw like some big haymakers, caught Holloway, even caught Holloway in the fifth round, I think. Like, he did. Like a punch over, they kept sort of going over the top of Holloway's shoulder and skimming up against his temple. And like, like any one of them could like, if it lands properly, he could have fucking dropped him. But like, yeah, just just in terms of his the way that he comes back, and he's like, he always comes back better. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? And he still seems like, even though he does seems like he's been around forever, he still he still seems like young and hungry. Um, and yeah, he's just got that cardio for days. So like, but I don't know, I don't know what I'm. I'm sort of hoping Ortega wins against right. Volkanovski because I think that would be a better fight just because of how good Ortega looked in his last fight. Mm. Um, but then I guess Holloway wants redemption against Volkanovski. So either either way, it's going to be a fucking wicked, wicked featherweight title fight this year. It's mad that he's 29, bruv. Like mm. it's incredible to think the thing that he's been, you know, his ex-champ um, up there with with the with the greats, and he's literally. He's, he's he's not he's not even 30 yet it's incredible um to see that and do you know what it's interesting what you said about cater being being the best boxer in the ufc or whatever like he's definitely up there and that is definitely a conversation worth having to who's the best boxer in the ufc but it's exactly that the fact that cater was just boxing and this isn't boxing yeah. it's fucking mma yeah like, maybe maybe that's it maybe that's even now maybe maybe holloway ain't a better boxer than him He's a better He's a MMA better, striker. Yeah, a better striker. I think that's the right word. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's striking and then there's out and out just boxing. Like, probably if you saw the two of them training in a gym, you'd be like, oh, that guy's a boxer and that guy is just a striker. But obviously it works. Like, do you know what I mean? He obviously, Holloway knows how to box, but it's like different. Do you know what I mean? He, exactly. Low hands, he, punches yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. weird angles. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like, even like, I wouldn't, like that's like even an example for this fight at the weekend coming up. Everyone says Dustin Poirier is like one of the best boxers, and he to me to me he looks more like a boxer than Connor does. Connor's more of a striker, like he throws his weird long straight punches, jumps in and out like karate style, but that works for him. Whereas Dustin's more just going to stand there and in a like traditional boxing pose and just throw strikes, but like. Yeah, it's interesting. That's like it's a, that's why it's fucking MMA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not boxing. If the, them two could no. have a boxing match, could be a completely different um, atmosphere and a completely different result. But um, yeah, mm. it, I'm, listen, I was so um, 
just buzzing with the fight really um i rarely watch the cards again i watched that fight again just to watch because i knew i was seeing a goat and i knew i was seeing a great performance from a great fighter in a great time of his life so yeah i was just yeah buzz, absolutely buzzing off that so um love holloway mm. definitely one of my favorite fighters of all time um, and definitely i believe we will see that championship round his waist again peter i don't know if i'm going to be buying this event on the weekend because it fucks me off that i pay for bt sport already and every do you know what it's not there's no fucking title fights either like it's i know it's connor okay cool <laughs> i get it but it's it's fucking like he the reason why they make it a a, a, a pay-per-view obviously it's a business decision because they know people will buy it but out of yeah. principle i feel like i'm fucking not gonna do it well that's up to you isn't it <laughs> that's your choice me off man it's such a like a it's such a money grab like bt sport is expensive enough like fuck me like just put it on normal telly in it like let us watch it fucks me off tough, t- tough times though isn't it they ain't got no fans in there they need that gate money so i'm gonna yeah, well, i'm gonna contribute as well with it we're fucking gonna... we're the ones in the pandemic ain't got no money no but they've entertained us for a, a whole year mate i'm so we're so lucky we had a ufc last year otherwise i would have gone fucking mad fuck it they know what they're doing have you seen, like the amount of promotion that's gone into this like i keep even if it's stuff online and even watching the did you see him mug off Chandler today? Dana White. What, Dana <laughs> What's that about? That's what what's that for? <laughs> that was fucking hilarious, though. Fucking poor son. Um, yeah, like, just all the promotion on, like, BT Sport. Like, every every advert is obviously, like, Connor Dustin, like, mo- like mostly Connor. Um, and even on... Have you been listening to Rogan lately? Bruv, I was literally about to bring that up. It cut to the a fucking fuck advert. The, Oh, big Dan Hardy's jumped in. <laughs> so, <laughs> this weekend, UFC's ever yeah, I literally turned, I turned to the missus and I was like, I was washing the dishes, listening to it. Was it the Travis Walton podcast? It's, it's been on all of us. It's been on most of them. Even so, on the one uh, today, yeah. I think. Like, yeah. There's one um, I was listening to. I can't remember. I think it was the one where he had the geezer one that said he got abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah, 100% that. true. Okay, yes, I'm sure I knew, that. I knew that was coming. But he fucking, yeah, I was listening to it and it was like, yeah, this weekend. But And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, a fucking oh, yeah. advert. Fucking hell. Yeah, all of a sudden, because I had it on loud in my car and it's like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, yeah, so they're fucking, obviously they're trying to promote the shit out of it. And I don't know, we'll, we'll see We'll see by the numbers, I guess, if it works afterwards, they'll, they'll give out the numbers for how many million they've sold, but. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, another one less in me. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be hard for me. I've, I can't remember the last time I stayed up for a late one on a Saturday. Um, probably like earlier in like last year. But and then obviously I started watching on Sunday mornings. Or obviously these ones have been on early. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to have to have a fucking nap Saturday yeah. evening. And Lay then, off the booze. Just try and get a I'm bit. Not, fresh. Oh, I'm not not drinking. Am I? I'm not drinking until March fifteenth. Really? Yes. Yeah. Why is yeah, that? I've got my, I've got my little goals, just just like out of just little mental challenges. Just yeah. oh, oh well, that's when that's when my the, like my module finishes for this. So I thought I might as well leave it for the ten weeks, and then so it's all like little little, little shit. No drinking, no like I said no takeaways, uh, cut down on sugar, all that sort of shit. Yeah, but I'm allowing myself. I'm allowing. Yeah, listen, it's it's a fucking make you laugh. You know what I'm like with money. Um, so I've allowed myself one treat every week okay, where, where you, you usually when I when I do this sort of stuff, I'm like, oh, I'll have a 
it ends up being a cheap weekend. I'll spend like 20 quid on shit at Sainsbury's, just like cakes, fucking crisps. And sh- this is when I'm usually going gym and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll have a little cheat when really it's like probably about 10,000 calories. Um, so this day, this time I'm saying every weekend I'm going to have like one treat. So last, <laughs> last weekend I had like waffles and ice cream, um, which I worked out was fucking some stupid amount of calories. Yeah, ridiculous. But it, but, but it was just like one one meal or one treat. So I was like, fuck it, I love that. And then this weekend, I was like, you know what? I fancy some Pringles, but I fancy like some different ones. So I, t- I typed in on Amazon, like American American crisps and like... Oh no, like, I know right, exactly what's happened. Go on. Uh, no, no, like, well, it's just the price. Fucking ridiculous. Like, so these, have you had like they're uh, ranch ones? Yes, Pete. Like a, they're, like, they're very like, expensive over here because yeah. you can't get them. Yeah, so they're... Nice, lovely, bright blue bag here. And I was like, oh, I'll have them. And I clicked on it and I was expecting it to say like a pack or something. And it weren't. It was fucking... So I've paid £7 something for like one tube of Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) Coming coming on Saturday, fuck it. But, you know, that's my one treat. I'm not going out drinking down Rochester, so... Yeah, no, fair enough. That is fair enough. Yeah. I've been... um... I've been literally just like, I haven't had a, a cake, a treat, a chocolate, nothing. And it's been 21 days now. Um, and I've been obviously going running as well, trying to get 50K in before the end of the month. Um, nice. No chocolate until June, which has proven very, very tough, but I'm getting there. Um, and then, yeah, I only eat whole foods during the week, Monday to Thursday. So like meat and whole foods. So I can nice. have like one meat. So like, like some sausages or like whatever. Um, and mm. then plus, plus any whole food. So vegetable, I've been eating loads of fruit and shit. So yeah, man, I'm just trying it, bro. I'm just trying to just even if I do it for five months and then go back to being a fat cunt, it is what oh, it is. Oh, is that what you're doing? Are you doing it five months? I'm gonna try and do it for the whole five months and see what happens. See what happens. Um I was fucking be like Max Holloway. I know, bro. I'll be fucking throwing left and right. <laughs> I'm like I'm I will start the year at 90 kg and I'm already down to 86 and a half this morning. So that's yeah, good. it's going it's going. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what, like a few weeks in. Yeah, it's 21 days, it's mad. Yeah. So if you if you whack on another fucking four months, then yeah. fingers crossed I'll be in fighting shape. Peter, let's let um the listeners go. Um really excited for this weekend's uh predict- what are we saying? What um, yeah, what are you saying? I, I, I think I think Connor will will um will I, I want to see a great fight. My my mm. head just tells me Connor will just steamroll him. What what do you think? Um um so I heard John Kavanagh talk today, and this isn't me like copying him, but I think almost like exactly the same, like he said, obviously, 60 seconds is a bit of a piss take. He's like, he's like, we know Dustin's going to be tough. But Connor's obviously just saying that because he's so confident. But he said, what was really interesting, he said he's not going to win the fight in 60 seconds, like finish it. But he the fight's going to be, yeah, yeah, the fight, the fight's going to be won in 60 seconds. He's like, you're going to, we're going to know, you're going to see like who's the better fighter in them, that first minute which is what I believe. I don't think he's going to come out <clears throat> like guns blazing like he did in Nate 1. I think he's going to be really calm, picky shots and just like, I think it's going to be second round maybe. I think I think he's literally going to be a replica of the like uh, the Alvarez fight. Okay. <clears throat> so a good first round and then round two, like wrap it up hopefully. This is like, it could be a fucking five round war, which is, that'd be fun for us as well. But Definitely. what about the, uh, what are you saying about Comain? Um, I don't. Do you know what? I I don't know. You. Sh- I watched that video you sent of all Chandler's um, highlights. Mm. Um, so if Hooker doesn't, you know, get on his takedown defense and 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 look well there, it's, it's a striker against a wrestler. So 
if Chandler just wants to take it to the ground, I think he will. I, I think Chandler might have a little bit too much for him. What do you think? I'm, th- I'm thinking. I've got a funny feeling about Chandler as well. Just not just from like videos, but I've seen I've seen like some of his full fights as well. And like I said, what I heard about him, just even the way he speaks about fighting now and stuff, and just like he's had some wars as well. And even though he's like small, you'd think like maybe Hooker's going to pick him apart, but fucking, no, he's got he's literally like he's got knockout power. And he's, he he's yeah. I th- yeah, I think his wrestling's gonna like take over. I think to be like if Hooker get if he starts getting him takedowns a lot on Hooker, he'd, he'll end up just throwing him around. Amazing. But we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, definitely. We will see. We will see. Um Khalil, Khalil Roundtree Jr. is fighting as well, which is always exciting yeah. to see. I think he's actually the first fight on the card, so hopefully he kicks it off well. Uh Peter, we <laughs> shall catch up. Uh, we'll catch up next week then, mate. Yes, definitely. All right, see you later. Sweet. Take care, mate.